Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and I'm so excited to do another. You know, this is number 185. It's got to be more than that. It seems like it's seems about like 467. For you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. Uh, I thought God. you're having fun. I am having fun. That's, that's a blessing <laughs> of the Lord. We just enjoy ourselves around the throne of God. Mm -hmm. and it, I mean, it's just such a blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, people have asked me and asked me and asked me, so I don't know how many times, I guess because I'm getting older or something, Brother Jesse, why do you work so much? You just keep going. Well, I'm going to answer that today. And I'm going to show you where. And I learned it from the disciples uh -huh. because it's in the scripture. And when you understand Jesus as Lord instead of just Savior. So I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again. Most people give Jesus their sin, but they don't give him their life. Oh, that's true. They want Jesus as Savior, but they don't want Not him as, as Lord. as Lord. But you know, Jesus died, resurrected, and ascended and turned his ministry over to the disciples through the personage of the Holy Spirit to guide them and lead them. Mm. Well, naturally, the first thing they're going to come up against is persecution. Sure. I mean, as I said, because the devil just can't stand in it because we destroy the works of the devil as well as the devil. Hmm. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. So right now, and the people that's threatening these disciples is actually the church. It's the temple. Uh, Rome's not threatening them at all, you know. Just, the religious you, crowd. The religious crowd. The legalistic team. Oh, I mean, they're just crew. aggravated and mad. And I want to go to Acts chapter 4. And I like what the, the Bible says in verse 12. And then I'm going to read some more. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, men where, whereby we must be saved. Hmm. Now, that's just a fact, that's ladies good. and gentlemen. That's uh, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, I'm going to stop right there. Do people see your boldness when you stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't care if it's in the workplace or in the church house, you know, or, or, or on the streets, in the mall. Do people notice the boldness you have for the faith that you believe? Let me read that again. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. In other words, they were not educated. You know, they weren't homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological. They hadn't been to Bible school, a theology, you know, but they had been with Jesus. That's good. Now watch that. I like the next statement. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I want to ask you a question today. Are you with Jesus? Hmm. I'm not just talking about being born again. I'm talking about that people can spot Jesus on you at 100 yards. If you're walking through the mall and... All the way down at the end of the mall, you can see maybe Dillard's or some of the, you know, the big, the big stores that they put in four squares of the mall or something like that. Can they spot the Christ in you or the Christ on you or the Christ around you? Think about that for a minute. Now, I, now I'm going to answer why I preach all the time. I'm a little tired this morning when I'm doing this boardroom check because I have been running, whoo, 90 to nothing, you know, just preaching this glorious gospel. And this gospel must be preached to the world. For a witness, and the Bible said the end shall come. That's Matthew 24, 14. But let me tell you why wow. I preach this gospel all the time. Verse 20. Okay. For we cannot. Hmm. For we cannot but speak the things hmm. which we have seen right. and heard. That is a phenomenal scripture. I'm going to read it again. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. See, when this Jesus that saved you is so big inside of you, you just can't, you can't stop talking it about it. It affects your speech. It affects your actions. Everything. It, 
dominates your life, really. When you yield to it, it really transforms you, as I often say, from the inside out. Right. Well, that's what happened to you when you got born again. Totally. I mean, I left the hotel room, and she was a normal, shy, little young lady. She was, I think was just young, you know, I mean, 18, I 20. guess. 20. No, 20, something like that. Anyway, to make a long story short, I come back, and here I got this mighty woman of valor <laughs> looking at me. What happened between that time I left and came back? She had been with Jesus. Definitely. Totally changed my I life. I mean, it In was an instant. That's the supernatural power of the new birth. Yeah. And, you know, it did affect my life. It wasn't just a prayer I prayed, and then I walked away and did the same thing. That's what repentance is. I changed my way of thinking. It's not so, and the thinking changed the way I acted. And I started having hope and believing that my life could change, meaning my whole family, to know Jesus. It, it, it was an amazing transformation. I love it. it. happened over 50 years ago now. At Mendota Heights in Minneapolis, Minnesota. May of 1973. Isn't that something? I mean, it was just amazing. So people say all the time, do y'all ever talk about anything else but God? Not really. You know, we used to do a lot of motorcycle trips, me and Kathy and Jerry and Carolyn Savelle and Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. I mean, we'd, <clears throat> we'd go from New Orleans to Montana. Understand what I'm saying? And Dennis and Vicki Burke and Happy and Jeannie Cole. We went longer than any of them because they started out like in Texas. We started out in <laughs> South Louisiana. That's 500 more miles. So we often say <laughs> we have the, the Iron Butt Award. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, we man, would use that rough. time that we would travel through all of Louisiana, all of Texas, and all the way till we got to the mountain because those are kind of flat areas. So by the time we got to the mountain area, we were acclimated because we didn't ride every day because we were so busy traveling. But we And we enjoyed that time. Wait, that don't was, make me say we didn't ride every day because it was a busy travel. Well, I'm talking about on our way. Okay, let me explain. I'm Traveling. trying to rush through it. <laughs> no, you don't need we to did, rush. On our day-to-day -day life, you know, like weekend, we did, you know, there are a lot of weekend warriors that yeah. ride the bike. You would ride it occasionally, but we took, we did, when we took a vacation from ministry it time, nice. we, we would use our motorcycles for a long period of time, for a whole two-week period of time, and we really got, I really got better at it. Oh, you know, to tell you the truth, people <laughs> thought we were taking a, a vacation from ministry, but we really wouldn't. We'd right. get out there, we'd talk Jesus, write sermons. We, I mean, we would just witness. It was just one of the most wonderful we things. We connected with people of like precious faith, yeah. so it, it actually recharged us, you know. And, yeah, and people would come up and say, you guys, look, y'all having the most fun. And they said, wait a minute, y'all talking about God. <laughs> and, we still, and we would just witness and let our light so shine. For we cannot but, but speak, speak. the good. things we've seen so true. and heard. And I will do this to, if Jesus tarries all the days of my life. Hmm. Because I've learned something about my life. My life's a journey, not just here, but for eternity. You know, I, I, I did a funeral with one of my favorite people, uh, Pastor Peter Dozek, who went home to be with the Lord up there in Ohio, Botkins, Ohio. And everybody said, you know, Pastor Peter passed. I said, no, he hasn't. He's arrived. He's arrived to start his journey again. And I tried to explain to him and different people about what death means. I, I, and I use punctuation. What do you mean punctuation? Death is not a period. When you get a period at the end of the center, it's over. Death is a comma. You pause, and then you start walking again. See, just pause from this life into the next life. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ to understand what God is talking here. So that's why I preach so much. That's why I live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say something, and I mean this, and say, I don't have time for a lot of stuff that Christians make time for. You know, a lot of Christians make time for sickness, sadness, discouragement, 
despondency. They want to have church fights. They want to, I said, I'm not in, I, I don't have time for that. I'm about the Father's business, and it's none of that. But I want you to see that. Let me read verse 20 again. For we cannot but speak the things we have seen and heard. And I like verse 29. For to whatsoever they hand, their counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants with all bolder that they may speak thy word. So notice that Peter, James, John, they didn't care what those people were threatening right. or saying. They had a live gospel, a live message. Right. And they couldn't stop. You can't hold it. Even Jeremiah said he was in a pit. He said, but he said, the word was in me like a fire burning in my bones. It, it's, it's got to I come out. I couldn't stop, right. And that was you. You, you talked about the minute Kathy got born again, the whole world ceased to exist. <laughs> and everything was God, and, and you are heathen from hell, and you need to get saved. And I mean, she bombarded you know, but Before me. that point, I never thought in terms of heaven or hell. I really didn't. I was, you know, just indifferent to the things of God. But it was such an amazing, uh, I guess, revelation of what had happened to me. I, I had the life of God inside you of me. And I it. couldn't stop speaking about what had so impacted my life and you always often talked about it really wasn't the uh on the outside the center that you were but that's my I, I didn't know jesus the minute you know jesus your whole life changes oh, yeah. and then she got such an insatiable and that's the right word insatiable thirst for the word of god i mean she got into that bible and i mean she just really began to trudge through the pages boy and every time she'd come up with something great, if she quite understand something, she'd maybe call my mom or someone else, whatever, like that, and just ask it. And before you know it, man, then one day she announced that she was going to do a study on eschatology. <laughs> I like to pass out. I said, eschatology? That's the end time. Most people don't know the end time today, but not Kathy, boy. She dove into it somehow. I was <laughs> curious because this was all new to me. I never read the Bible before, and it, but I realized that it was a real word from God, and I wanted to know what God well, said about it. Well, the Bible is God manifested on printed it's page. It's so true. You know, and then, you know, I just really wanted to know it for myself. Amen. So when I saw this today, I wanted to talk about that. That's why we do all this work. You know, we were talking the other day to our, our tax attorney. They said, God, y'all do so much work. Well, we cannot but speak. Cannot, we can't stop. Well, yeah. You, you know, people, you know, I don't know why people look to retire. We don't call it work, though. I mean, there are a lot of people no. call it work. And, of course, we are working. I call it destiny. The work of the ministry. But it's it doesn't feel like work. I call it know? destiny and destination, you know. People say, do you ever relax? I am relaxed. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm relaxed when I'm talking about the Word of God because why not? Yeah. Because, you know, when you say the name of Jesus, angels just perk up. I mean, it's one of the most wonderful things in the world to talk about. Yeah. Now, that's why I know Jesus was the Son of God, because there ain't no other person ever came to this planet that's caused such a ruckus other than Jesus Christ. I mean, a ruckus, son. And he would just love people and reached out to people. He freed women. He was not that kind of person that, it's a man's world and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. You know? No, he, just, he was just that kind of person. You see, and he had to learn to be human. And who taught him that was Joseph. Can you imagine? Joseph's job was not an easy job. Joseph had enough time to teach God Almighty in the flesh a trade. Mm. Taught him to be a carpenter. Right. Isn't that amazing? So you can imagine what, jo what Joseph was thinking. My God, he's the son of God, and I got to teach him this? But he had to learn to be human. Now watch this. You have to learn to be spirit. You see, and people say, why do you, why are you preach so much? Well, we cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard, just like what Peter and John said. It's because our spirit is talking through a renewed mind and a crucified body. I love it when you say that because it's so true. And it's a, it's a mind renewal 
realizing that you really are created in God's image and in his likeness. And what is God? He's a spirit. And he says those that worship, worship him, him yeah. must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that's so exciting. I love it when you talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, it's, just, well, it's just so powerful. And the boldness that these people had, and they, you know, you think about they were martyred, all of them. You think they could, they cared less? I mean, why? Because they had seen Jesus rise from the dead. They saw him go up, mm -hmm. and over 500 people saw it too. And yet, the Bible says, and some doubt it. Now, how can you doubt when Jesus is levitating, going up into the clouds, and everybody's standing there watching it? But see, that's what religion does. See, it deceives you. And, you know, you should never deceive yourself because you don't want to go catch all the problems because you're deceiving yourself. So when you understand that, what God is saying here, it's just one of the most, in the book of Acts, it's the acts of the apostles. Now, I learned something the other day that really shocked me. The Bible talks about love in all the books. But you know the word love is not in the book of Acts. Really? It is not in the book of Acts. You I'm know why? To, because surprised. it's acts of love. It's huh. not just saying to love. It's demonstrating. It's right. And I mean, all these different translations. And in the original Greek, it does not exist in the book of Acts, the word love. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm doing a little word search here oh, yeah. to verify you. Okay. It's it does. not there. But you know why? Because it's, it's called the Acts, of the, the Acts of the Apostles. It's the Acts of Love. Hmm. See, it's Acts of Love and just the saying love. You know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. Well, love has action to it, too. Right. Well, this. Well, did you find it? Or did, it's was not, it right? You're correct. Yes, I'm correct. I didn't know that. I'm always did correct. Did you know the word That's Bible? That's why did you marry me? See, you know the you word? knew I was correct. You are. <laughs> hey, I, you don't toot your own horn. You. you don't toot your own horn. It don't, it don't get tooted. That's <laughs> it's not accurate. That's not accurate. No, that's not why I married you. <laughs> why did you marry me anyway? Uh, uh, who knows? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> I ain't got a chance, boy. I tell you what. I ain't got a chance. I've been trying to figure that out. No, I, 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 I fell I, in love with you. I mean, what I, can I say? Well, I, you know, I was loving Why did you marry me? I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, I've got a testimony about that. I was reading. <laughs> Look, she gets Sherry's... over that real fast, you know. No, but this comment, I read just a little briefly okay. part of it. It says, Sherry says, and I love it when y'all comment and send, our, send them in. I like to read them. This one says, thank you for this teaching. I really enjoyed it. I love your stories and your love for each other. It reminds me of my husband and I. We were together 34 years before he went to, on to be with the Lord, and I surely do miss him. We met when I was 15 and he was 20, just kids like y'all were. And I love seeing you minister together. Praise God for giving us people to love and for loving us. Who is that? So good. Oh. Sherry. It's a uh, Sherry. Sherry. Yes. Isn't that a wonderful Thank thing? you, Sherry, for sharing that. That so touched my heart. But I'm glad that we have our relationship. We've been married 53 years, but we're going to be married for eternity. <laughs> you see, I ain't got a chance. Huh? But so I'm I mean, just I'm telling you, what, Sherry, man, you and your I'm husband are going to reconnect I'm in eternity. I'm bound for life, man. You I just mean, have eternity. a little pause right now because he went on ahead to get things ready for you. But one day, it won't be long because look at the world, the way the world's crazy. So you can see what's on the horizon. It's not long before Jesus comes to rapture the church. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I really talk, to, talk to me about the rapture of the church. You know, what does that mean to you? Wow, I just, I want, I want to go in the air. You know, we've often, we always used to sing that song when I first got born again. There's going to be a meeting in the air. The dead in Christ, there the book of, the yeah, air. the Can't book of so. Thessalonians, which is the oldest book of the New Testament, talks a whole lot about uh, the rapture of the church and the second coming of the Christ. How that is our blessed hope. And I'm, I'm so, I love studying that, yeah. that book. Well, so well, it tells me that the dead, those who have gone on before, Sherry, your husband's gone on before, but when Jesus comes in the clouds, 
he's going to blow that trumpet and the dead are, in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive, the Bible tells us, and are on the earth are going to be raptured. Caught up is the word that's used. The rapture word is not in the Bible either, but neither is the word Bible uh -huh. is not in the Bible. But we just know this from truths and its translation situations. But uh, we're going to be with Jesus in the air. We're going to be caught up. And then we're going to go to heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll be there for seven years while the tribulation is going on. And then we'll return with Jesus to the earth. He's going to put his foot on the Mount of Olives. And there's that. he's going to win the battle. He's going to rule and reign. In for a thousand years one day. with us. One day. One day is like a thousand, a thousand years, years with the right. Lord. Yeah. yeah, but I'm believing it's, I mean, it's going to feel like. Well, what would you say to someone that said, well, since Great. you believe in the rapture, you are an escapist theorist. I, I, that's God's plan. I love God's plan. I, I want to escape. I'm not <laughs> appointed unto wrath. The seven-year tribulation is the wrath of God. It's not. It's beyond uh, these little troubles that we might be encountering yeah. day to day because we do have a, a real devil that's still at loose on the earth. He's <laughs> confined and restricted. But the issue is we have authority over him, and Jesus didn't leave us alone unprepared. He gave us authority to, to defeat the devil in this life. This is why, yes, the church has to come out, because if you often used to say this, you'd say that uh, that uh, the church, Jesus, the, uh, God, God has empowered the church with authority over the devil. So if the Antichrist came in, somebody is wild enough to get up there and, <laughs> and, the and cast out. the devil out of him. So you'd, he would, you'd say he'd come on, on the TV program and say, I have a testimony. I used to be the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Everybody used to say oh, yeah. that. I Let me tell you that. something. you got power over all devils. All devils. That's why the reason why nobody's going to cast the devil out the Antichrist because none of us going to be the here. The Bible talks about how the hindering force has to be removed. That's correct. And then that son of perdition will be revealed and then he'll go and he'll basically, you know, during the midst of the seven-year tribulation, he will begin to sacrifice for himself in, in the king. That's called the abomination of desolation. That's what they're talking about in Daniel. She's giving you and a, a study the, on eschatology uh, just right now. high points to get wet your lips. Eschatology. Eschatology. <laughs> study of end times. You know why I believe in the rapture? I'm going to make it more simple than Kathy. This is so simple. It's Are you a, insulting it, I mean, me? No, it's not an insult. They it's a just blessing. insult. Let me tell you, no, it's not an insult. Let me finish what I'm saying here. Get it right. <laughs> you know, let me show you. Is what Paul said. Comfort yourself with these words. That's right. See, if you take the rapture out, you take all this stuff out, you lose your comfort. Now, some people believe that the Christians are going to take over we're going to rule and reign in the McLennan kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's why they don't believe in the rapture. And that's just simply not true because we can't even rule over ourselves, much less rule over someone else. I mean, for God's sake, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's amazing to me. Well, it's not. People are always trying to take the comfort out of the scripture. There's an example of God taken away before the wrath of God comes upon the earth, which is what's going to happen during the great tribulation, is that. Noah is a perfect example of that. He gave a warning for 120 years to the people of that day. That's right. And uh, Noah was preach a preacher of righteousness, the Bible says. And so God, uh, uh, Noah and all of his family escaped. That's right. They were escapists, I guess. They, eight. They, eight of them were, well, survived see, that wrath of God that came upon the earth. No what? one's ever seen the wrath of God other than Noah's generation. Yeah, right. See, you don't know the difference between common. the wrath of... You don't know and the you don't want to be here for that. Let, let me say that because this is very important. You don't know the difference between the wrath of God and the persecution of the church. We've seen the persecution of the church. We've never seen the wrath of God because Noah's generation did. And by the time God was finished, eight people left. Mark my words. And he's God. He can do what he wants. He's a creator. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said the world has not known that kind of tribulation. Now, let me give an example. What's going on 
uh, doing that Hamas-Israel war. I mean, how can anybody, anybody, cut a baby's head off? Babies, you know, I, I, you know that's demonic. You see what I'm saying? Just completely demonic and crazy. Totally and, and demonic. Insane. And you know, and, th and then you got why? If you don't think people deceive these kids that are in the uh, colleges, these blue blood colleges, they wanna they, they wanna walk out because they say Israel's doing this. And and Israel didn't attack Hamas. Hamas attacked Israel. That's you, right. I mean, my, I mean, you On see, a holy day. they have become so smart that they have become stupid. They have become not, ignorant. Yeah. Completely deceived in the mind. Now, I know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, we got some saved Palestinians. We got some Palestinians that really love the Lord that are born again and saved. I mean, I know that because I know preachers that have gone there and preached to them. So it's not the Palestinian people per se, those that are born again. But if you're not born again, let me tell you, you can become the most evil individual that can walk this planet. Because, you see, there's nothing to stop Satan from making you evil. Yeah. But if you've got Christ in you, the hope of glory... I'm going to tell you something. It's one of the most amazing things you've ever seen. It's like a shield of faith, see? That's why these guys were never afraid of anything. For we cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard. So you got to understand. You're talking about Peter and yeah, John. Yeah, Peter and John. So the reason why love is not in the book of Acts, because it's called the, uh, the Acts of the Apostles. These are acts of love. Yeah, and what they were Instead of telling about, you to love, they now were showing people how to love. Right, and what they were talking about right then, actually they were before a council. They had been arrested for showing an act of love, which was laying hands on that man that was at the gate, beautiful. Ooh. They said, he, he looked for them for alms. He, and they, Peter and John said to them, such uh, silver, silver and gold. gold have I not, but such as I have, I give unto you. Rise up and walk. And this man had been crippled for like 40 years. He went around leaping and praising God. People could not deny what had happened. Never hear of him again. You know why? He had the ability to get a job. Yeah. Well, no more a beggar. Over well, with. the Bible Finish. doesn't talk about it, but I'm sure the, the people were talking about him for quite oh, some time. Oh, you know time. it. But he, His, said, he, he kept sharing the good news. He couldn't stop speaking what God had done to him. He had a testimony. What's the most powerful I statement Peter and John said to that man? Not silver and gold have or none, but what Such I have, as I have give, I, give thee. I thee. Do you have the power to give what you have inside of you? Ah. See, that's why they could do that. For we cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard. You see, because you can't shut down that power. See, if it's inside of you, you see what I'm saying? Why? Because you are going to speak it to the highest person in the world and to the lowest person in the world, if you want to think of it like that. And Paul preached that. He, he went before kings. He went before he, Caesar. He said, oh, man, I mean, yeah. everything you could think of, no matter what they say, no matter what happened, that's the power of the yeah. Lord Jesus Peter Christ. Peter and John couldn't help but speak the things they'd seen and heard. But here when Paul encountered Jesus, the risen Christ, Ooh. on that Damascus road, his life instantly got changed. Completely. And God used him mightily. And he couldn't stop talking about well, it. He you know, knew. When you encounter Jesus, no matter whether you're on a private room by yourself or whether you're in a crowded room or in a church service or even watching today, you cannot stop speaking what's so transformed your life. And if you're not feeling that or sensing that, you have an opportunity today to make a change in your life and start living a life that God really created you to live. There's nothing like it. Amen? Yeah, keep preaching, guys. Hallelujah. So let's, let's pray for those. I okay. know there are people that say, I don't feel that. I may have prayed that <laughs> prayer, but I didn't feel like... Sometimes you can say words with your mouth, but it never came in your heart. The book of Romans tells us that if you believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth, you shall be born again. That's the promise See, of God. That's why preachers preach so long. 
because they cannot but stop and speak. To, they can't stop. And sometimes husbands can't stop but interrupting. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes I you interrupt know, you got too. the coldest hands I've seen in my life. You should feel ahead. my feet. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to feel your feet. Well, go ahead and pray and warm okay, up the hands. Let's here. just pray. If you have never prayed that prayer, maybe, or maybe you've prayed the prayer, but you don't have that, you, that passion, God wants to give that to you. He wants to give you the reality of the living Christ in your life today so that you can live a life of full, full joy that he came to give you. So just pray this with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of my sin today. I repent of my sin today. I give my life to you. I give my life come to you. Come into my life. Come into my life. Change me. Change me. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you died that on you the cross. That you rose from the dead. That you rose from the dead. And that you will live for eternity. That you'll live for Lord, eternity. Lord, I want to live with you for eternity. I want to live with you for Change eternity. Change me today. Change me today. Give me the Holy Spirit even now. Give me the Holy Spirit even and now. And bless me, Lord. And bless me, Lord. I receive it now. I receive it now. And I'm praying it to the Father. Pray it to the Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you have it now. You know what the word amen means? Yeah. What? So, so be it. Be it's it. a full agreement. Now, you it's see, done. if that's your first time salvation, right now, they're writing your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, wow. Mm, right wow. now. Isn't that amazing? You are now a part of the family. Hallelujah. Good God, man. Yeah, and we want Welcome. to hear about it. Welcome Please to the make family. a comment. Say, I prayed that for the first time. Or maybe God just is using this to show you how to pray for your family. This, this segment is, is ordained of God so that you, we can, we need as many people born again now, especially in these last days. Those doors are going to be open. Now, their, their minds are questioning what's going on. And this now more well, than any other now, time. Baby, go ahead. <laughs> more than any other time in history, maybe with your family, this is the deciding factor, the moment where they are really ripe for the harvesting. So don't pass up that opportunity. Just seek God, pray, ask Him how. Uh, for the the right moment and the right words and prepare their heart before you get there. And you're, I'm believing, you know what? We're getting up close to Thanksgiving. That's not too far away. Maybe it'll be at a Thanksgiving time when you have an opportunity to meet up with family you haven't seen in a while. Regardless of the time or the fact, believe that God is going to use you to reach people for him. That's your, really your calling. That's when you receive Jesus, key. it's too good to keep to yourself. You want to give it out to the whole world. And that's just such a blessing. Now, let me show you what you just did. When you prayed that prayer and, this, you, you, and you just got born again, you saw Jesus on the cross. Mm. Okay, he, he was dying on the cross, so he took your sin, all right? Now, if you go behind Jesus, his back is bleeding. Now, his back takes your sickness. You can't separate healing from salvation at all because both of them are on the cross. So when you see Jesus like this, he's dying for the sins of the world. Your sin and my sin, nails and all that kind of stuff. But if you go behind him, watch this, his back has been, because by his stripes you were healed. And see, people say healing are not for the day. Well, if it was not for the day, then Jesus wasn't on the cross. See, you can't separate the two, salvation, healing. See, I love it. because That's both true. of them are like this. You know, like Jesus, like this is the cross. You know how you do it, like, you know what I'm saying? And when you do that, so by his stripes you're healed. So sickness is not a part of your life anymore. If you believe this Bible. Yeah. Now, you know, I say this all the time, and I probably said it on many boardroom chats. Uh, and I say it a lot in churches. Have you ever saw me sad or sick or depressed or discouraged or broke or despondent or whatever? No, why? Because you see, the, all facets of the Bible, all facets of the cross. My, and Jesus is the way you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived. If he's the life, the devil can't kill you. You see, it, it's a complete package. Right. See what I'm saying? That's why, uh, that doesn't mean the devil hadn't tried to make me sick. That doesn't mean the devil hadn't tried to put symptoms. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong person. 
excuse me, by his stripes I am healed. Jesus bore the marks so I wouldn't have to have that sickness. He took my infirmity. Amen. He bore so my good. sickness, and by his stripes I am healed. Yeah, the, everything that the sin, the curse of sin put in the earth when Satan deceived Adam and Eve, Jesus paid for that price. He paid it in full on the cross so that he opened the way well, for the blessing to come back in the Tell them what the you said about sin when you were teaching in Romans at the church, that he, he delivered us from the penalty of sin. The Say penalty, that. Jesus died to, to uh, uh, deliver us. Did I say deliver us? What did well, I say? Well, the, the, the he paid, us, the, he penalty. paid the penalty of our sin, but also gave the, us the power, power of sin. Yeah, he gave us the power not to sin. Mm -hmm. See, he, he, he paid the penalty of it. Right. But then gave you the power in the name of Jesus I see, you're reading not my to notes. have sin. You, you know what I'm saying? No, notes. no. Uh, uh, my, my guy that picked me up last night, he, ah, he was talking about what Pastor Kathy said, and it was wonderful, and that's really true. And you know, people get mad when I tell, I tell people I don't sin every day. I don't. Why? I have been delivered from the power of right. sin. Right. I got, went to my notes, and the point is exactly <laughs> this. I want to say it up right. You know, I like everything to be accurate. Yeah, yeah that's right. Jesus didn't, didn't just come to save us from the penalty of sin. He came to save us from the power of sin. There you go. That's, that's pretty See, close so to what I just said. So people are hearing what you're saying as you're preaching this gospel. Well, I'm so glad. For we cannot but speak the things <laughs> we have seen I think I had like 17,000 views of that Sunday morning program they told me yesterday. How much? 17,000 views of that Sunday program. No, no, so no, it's no. a blessing. You might me. ought to be doing it all the time and well, I, I, think I can I take do. a break. I, I think I do. You've been taking breaks. I, you mean no, taking you've breaks. Been on the I, road. No break. I preach way more than you ever preach. You go, I still want you in the pulpit <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're you not want. getting out. Right? Lord Jesus. I like I like it when he's in the church. I mean, she, you know, I yeah, got I home. She was sleeping. I was I was out preaching, man. She was still sleeping. Uh, you okay, Jesus? Gone, and she back sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but when you understand what God is saying, I just, can you can you imagine that? They say if you speak in this name, we will kill you. For we cannot speak the things. And they go, God, man, these people have been with Jesus. Right. You see, and people will notice that. Now, I'll go back to what I first said at the beginning of the broad, of this boardroom chat. I don't care if you're 100 yards away. They all better spot the Christ in you. That's right. Because that life is, is ebbing from you, constantly flowing in every which way, shape, and form. You know, people all the time say, I've never seen a man so full of joy. You know, John Higgins, one of my great friends, John and Diana Higgins, wonderful people, and the whole Higgins family, Matt and his wife, and, and all of them, man, man, it's a blessing. And he tagged me with a name probably 35 years ago, the apostle of joy. Well, you know, joy, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But you know, I, the people say, well, how come you don't get sad? Because I got too many things to be joyous about. I mean, Sorry. I'll never run out of things to be joyous about. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because of this great Bible that we said on one of the boardroom chats, it's a buffet. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just eat as much as you want. If you want yeah, to go read. ahead and read that. Helen wrote in and said, in reference to when you said the Bible is like a buffet, I'm digging in the spaghetti, mixing it all up. We talked about <laughs> how everybody loves spaghetti. Uh, but first, a spoonful of that ice cream is melting good on my lips. <laughs> Enjoying from South Africa. I love this. People watch from everywhere. Joe says, watching from Christchurch, New Zealand. We've That's been in New Zealand place. years ago. Yeah. Sarah says, listening from Germany, we've been there as well. Wonderful teachings. God bless you both. And Ben says, partnering with you from Brisbane, Australia. Oh, what a blessing. Thank we're you. We're going to be going there in 24, I hope. Yes, we are. No, we ain't no hope. It's, it's a already reality. scheduled. It's I'm scheduled. Good. Justina says, watching from Poland. 
from Hallelujah. Poland. Yeah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. And this one, and you were talking about a lot about this, so I'm going to read the Mortimer is their handle. It says, this tr is the truth we need. This gospel is the good news that comes in a package of healing, prosperity, and miracles. Jesus went about preaching and also performing openly all of these things. He proved to us that it's our, there, this one's preaching. He's, he proved to us that it's our right to have it all. Without faith, we cannot please God. I love all of your teachings, Jesse Duplantis, and my faith has grown a lot. I'm seeing results. I can't go a day without listening to your teachings. Our mission is to please God. Isn't that well, you great? know what? Let me tell you what I do. I, I, I don't preach departments of the gospel. I preach the gospel. I kind of think of it like this. In, in, in those great malls, you might have a, a Nordstrom's, you may have Dillard's. That's the store, but there's different departments in there. I had to actually rebuke, if you want to use the word, a guy come up to me not long ago. He said, you want them prosperity preachers? I said, no, there's no such thing as prosperity gospel. No such thing as the healing gospel. You've heard me say it before. What do you mean? It's the gospel. It says in Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel. Mm -hmm. Didn't say the prosperity gospel. Didn't say the healing gospel. It said, and this gospel shall be preached to the whole world for a witness, and then shall come. What is this gospel? St. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Didn't say would not, so should not, but have everlasting life. This gospel, this good news, that he forgave you of your sin, that he died for you. Think about that. See what I'm saying? But see, a lot of people like departmentalized things or, or compartmentalized stuff. And I mean, thank God for the all different departments, you know, all that stuff. But the, the department wouldn't work if the store wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand what this means. And this is what they were saying. They said, we don't want you to shut up about this Jesus. They said, oh, no, no. For we cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard. That's right. See, what they were saying was that every time they said something, that was an act of love that we can get you out of hell. We can get you out of all the junk that's going on. You can be free, and whom the Son is set free is free indeed. You know, and I've been rawly criticized because I'm free. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, I, I, I want, to me, I, I, I'm not a religious man. Religion is a theological wilderness. It's a garden of weeds. It puts you in bondage. You see what I'm trying to say? It makes you do this or else you won't make it. When God gave you the gospel of grace, but that's not, that's a department of it. It's this gospel. See, grace is the department, of, uh, just the department of it. Just like healing is the department, like prosperity is the department. This God, all of it. You see what I'm saying? Being filled and, with the Holy need, Ghost is a department of that. We need it all. We need all of it completely. Because you can't go to any department in the store without going through the front door. Well, or going through the, you got to go through the store to get to your department. Right, and the word gospel means good news. Oh, yeah. So, all of these things are good news, but all of it together is a package deal that God gave us. But you know, how many times you went to church and you, there was no good news there? You know why? Because you're not in the right church. Your spirit is on a fast when it should be eating the buffet of God. Hmm. You see what I'm, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people, well, mama went there. Well, that's great. That's not the issue. I'm not saying your mama wasn't a nice person. But if you're not being fed spiritually, what I call spiritual nutrition, Something is wrong. You will grow weak. Yeah. Well, you know, Jesse, uh, I was just, when you said that, I thought about the church at Ephesus. At one time, it was the biggest, growing, biggest church mm -hmm. in the whole, all of Asia. Mm -hmm. And so when that's when uh, Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy and then 2 Timothy, they had started having more persecution. The church had sort of dwindled. But here it is, they were at this pinnacle, basically. But when you get to the book of Revelation, Jesus starts, he's one of the churches that he's preaching to uh -huh. and told me, he says, I see that you've lost your 
first, know, love. first love. And so he was basically rebuking them. They had fallen from a place. He says, go back to that. So no matter, that may have been a good church at one time, but the cares of this life come in, the, the, the world comes in and pressures people. Problems happen. Some people shift away. Their focus is not on the Word of God. Instead, it's on the problem. And they've lost that. Yeah. So you can get it back. If you just turn to God, it's available to everyone. You Was know, I your first love? <laughs> yes, darling. You're my first and my eternal love. That's why she told me, yeah, when you go to heaven, you're still with me. You got it? <laughs> That's it. We're, we're connected forever. Hallelujah. But I think you like that. Yes, idea. yes, I do. <laughs> uh, you know, we were just reading and you read and You need in reassurance? Acts all the time. All the time. Never enough. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's how we're wired. God loves to tell us he loves us. And I, I love to tell God I love him. And that's why I want to hear it from you. I know you have a little speech impediment when it comes to that. <laughs> oh, listen to it, talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on that, though. Hey, but I want to read a, a verse of scripture because this is what came on my mind when you okay. first started talking in Acts because... In book of Acts, you're talking about Peter speaking for both Peter What's and John. First uh, John chapter oh. 1. For Peter and John. Peter was speaking for both him and John because they both were a part of that miracle that man First had John that day. First John chapter 1. And they both were dragged before uh, the, the uh, courts and they were told to shut up. And he said, yeah. well, that's when they said, we can't but speak the things we've heard. Uh, seen and heard. This is what First John says. John, the beloved apostle, who is the youngest. First John, what, what First John chapter one. I'm gonna begin with verse one. I'm gonna read. Uh, do you want to read it? No, you can read it. First John chapter one, verse one, all the way down to I think verse four. Okay. It says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you. That eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and his, with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. Okay, I'll read that in another translation because that's okay. so powerful. Isn't that powerful? See, this Wh which was, he couldn't help but speak what he had seen and heard. You and he was an eyewitness to the things that Jesus did. Goes back yeah. to Acts chapter 4. It really demonstrates, yeah, that's, that's what right. it does. You yeah. have a reference to that? Uh, for we cannot but speak the things we've seen. That's why I was connecting it. That's you, right, you, that's see? right. Okay. So read so, that in another tra well, translation. Well, how about the Amplified? Would you rather have the Passion? Well, I'll leave it to you. Let me see what the Passion says, because okay. that's a newer version that I'm starting to read things. In. Okay. It says, verse 1 says, We saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. Ooh. This life giver was made visible, and we have seen him. We testify to this truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father, and now and has now dawned upon us. Mm. So we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus, the Anointed One. Then verse 4 says, We are writing these things to you because we want to release to you our fullness of joy. That's a blessing to God. Isn't that powerful? I mean, it's more so than this powerful. John, Peter and John experienced so much walking with Jesus, and they, they, act, they acted out the acts of love in the book of Acts. Yeah. But here it is. He's writing to the church 
John actually was at one point the pastor of that church at Ephesus. And so he knew from firsthand what, what could happen. So he wanted to remind people about this great love. God is love. That's well, the God love chapter, love. if anything. Oh, you he better know He talks about love. They called him John the Beloved. Yeah. He was known well, for like putting his head on Jesus' chest. That's right. Right. But and he wasn't always that way. They called him at one point the son of thunder, him yeah, and his brother. He could talk pretty loud. <laughs> he could talk pretty loud. <laughs> you know, so when you understand what we're saying today, mm. it's such a blessing. So that's why, I want to go back to why I said it from the very beginning. That's why we preach so much. We cannot but speak the things we've seen and heard. And that's why we ask you to partner with this ministry because this gospel has got to be preached, especially today when you see all the trouble all the craziness that's going on, sin running rampant every which way, shape, and form. And, and you know, I'm not saying we get persecuted. I mean, man, people get mad, and not only from the heathen world, but from the church world. Mm -hmm. But that's all right. That's not going to stop us because I got an example that no matter what the church says or bad about you, you just keep preaching this uncompromised gospel. They tried to shut Jesus up too. Oh, the the constantly. religious crowd, I think All that's the, the worst spirit. To me, the most yeah. strongest demonic spirit they've said spirit. is a religious spirit. The next so one true. is that homosexual spirit. Yeah, it changes the, yeah. the yeah. facial expressions and all that. Oh, but yeah. that's demonic, trying to twist and tear down God's Notice people. we're talking about that spirit. We're not talking about you, the person. But we're talking about that spirit that may be controlling you right. or, or you know, uh, causing you to do things you shouldn't be doing. We're not talking about you. We're talking about that spirit. See what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And, and when they understand, some people say, well, you hate homosexual. No, no, I hate that homosexual spirit. I don't hate that person. Because its plan is to destroy because, well, people it's, and God's it's controlling. creation. Well, you, you know, it's, it's, it's manipulating and controlling well, people that should Well, that's you've that often be. said, Adam and Steve can't create. That's right. And so the whole bot, uh, plan behind that or the propaganda plan behind that mm -hmm. is to stop God's creation. It's all yeah. part of his See, there's such a thing as Christian propaganda, then there's human propaganda. And that's what Satan does. See, I'm not against anybody. See, I'm against that spirit that's causing that person to do those things. That's why we ask people to partner with us so we can make them understand that you are not doing this. And that is that spirit that's doing that. Yeah. So thank you, partners, for sending us all over the world preaching this glorious gospel. We will never be lazy with your seed. We well, cannot. That's right. We cannot. It's impossible, see, mm -hmm. because you gave so we could preach this glorious gospel. The truth. And if you're not a partner, I'd like you to become one today. Yeah. So how do I do that? You go to jdm.org. That's our website, and you can give there if you want, or use PayPal. If you'd like, you can text to give a one-time donation or a recurring one if you want, or you can select giving on our JDM app. Or you can just mail in an old-fashioned donation like everybody does way back when. Doesn't make any difference. None of it goes to me. None of it goes to Kathy. 100% of it goes in the world evangelism. Me and Kathy are already taken care of. We are just so blessed. It's beyond human reasoning what God has done for us. But we love to be a blessing, see? And that's why we do this. Look, I mean, people say, boy, he's so rich. Well, you know, how come I well, why don't I just fly all over the world and, and spend my money? And you know what? Why are we in this studio? Yeah, today? why are we in the studio? Because this is way more important than me being on vacation everywhere. Nothing wrong with vacation. I'm not against vacation no. or holidays. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not against any of that. But what I'm saying is this is so important. You know why? To stop these devils and spirits from controlling people's lives mm. so they can have their own uh, uh, understanding of what it means. And I'll tell you a story. One time we, we cast the devil out this girl. I mean, this devil was mean as a snake, boy. And you know what she told me after it was all said and done? She said, I was inside like myself, but I couldn't get out. 
I was trying to say, help me. I was screaming. I had a lot of help me, but I couldn't because that spirit was controlling me. And uh, several of us just laid hands on her and cast that devil out of her. And, and, and now she was free and still is free. Praise God. Because Christ came in there. Mm -hmm. it, we didn't leave the place empty. Put Christ in her, the hope of glory. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But I remember saying, I was, I was how to help me. I can't be, I'm being controlled. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't hate any person whatsoever at all. But I hate that spirit that's controlling because yeah. they're not comforters. Right. They're deceivers. They'll kill you. Satan comes to steal first, then to kill, and then destroy. He's a serial killer. But Jesus came to give life and that that's more so abundantly. So, so I true. hope we answered that, that <laughs> thing we did from the very beginning. Why do y'all preach so much? For we cannot, cannot but, but speak, speak the things, things we've, we've seen, seen and heard. heard. And Amen. even John says that in, before he goes, I, I seen him. Yes. I touched him. Yes. I handled him. I moved him around. I, I, you know, all these different it's things. It's real. This is as real as this glass is. You understand what I'm saying? It's just real. And you prayed a prayer a while ago, and now you're real. Mm -hmm. And you, let me help you. you. You didn't become religious. No. You became born again. Yeah. A temple that holds God Almighty. Thank you. And that a blessing. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.